anyone watches Manny Arsenal play football over the last X amount of years, it's your compete level. You don't back down from anything. You compete every day. Do you um, regard yourself as the best receiver in the CFL? In my head, I think I'm the best receiver. When it comes to run, catching, and blocking, I put myself in that category as the best, and I'm going to think I'm the best. Welcome to another bonus playoff edition of The Waggle. James Sabalski, Davis Sanchez looking at the CFL West semifinal showdown between the BC Lions and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Chez, we already looked at Edmonton and Hamilton. Now we take a look at the West, which should be a really intriguing matchup because, look, these two teams went head-to-head -head in a home-and-home -home series a month ago, and it was Winnipeg coming away with both victories and put them in the driver's seat to have home field advantage for this matchup. But they kind of belly flopped along the way and blew it. And the Lions kind of sneak in the back door and come away with home field advantage the way things were kind of initially playing out for the majority of the season. Nevertheless, the Bombers seem to thrive on the road. This is going to be a fun one. It was almost like nobody wanted second place in the West. <laughs> like first, BC gave it to Winnipeg and then Winnipeg gave it back to BC. There's no question that, that well, BC is a, a better football team. Had a, I mean, had a better regular season for the most part. Obviously, yes. Winnipeg had that run of eight in a row, I believe they won. I think it was seven. Seven or, in yeah. a row. I mean, uh, so other than that, I mean, BC has been a, the stronger football club. But uh, yeah, it was nobody wanted to take grasp of it. But uh, nevertheless, BC Lions home playoff game. Uh, you know, playing to vi vying for a chance to head to Calgary and play the. The mighty Stampeders in the West Final uh, should be a good one Sunday. All right, so let's get some perspective from Winnipeg first. Uh, and, and joining us on the line from the Winnipeg Free Press is Jeff Hamilton. Jeff, thanks so much for doing this, and welcome to the Waggle. Hey, absolutely my pleasure. Great to be here. So based on everything I see and hear about the Bombers right now rolling into the weekend, it sounds like this is about as healthy a team as you're going to find right now. Yeah, you know what? It's It's execution obviously is number one when it comes to playoffs but being healthy is uh what i think is a close number two and and the bombers couldn't be much healthier it looks like um you know they missing a few guys from last week but uh it was more uh cautionary than concerning it looks like they might only be without uh one player and he hasn't even been officially ruled out and that's uh defense defensive back kevin fogg who uh, up until a couple weeks ago was a key part of that secondary but had since lost his job to tj heath so if you're looking at uh, you're looking at a healthy starting group. Um, I mean, healthy is a relative word at this point in the year. I mean, there's bumps and bruises for every team, but uh, certainly no no guys uh, impact guys rather uh, that should be out uh, come Sunday. From a uh, we talk about the receiving core and maybe you know I kind of mentioned a, a lack of explosiveness. Uh, now you have Tory Gurley. Is there who's gonna who's gonna be that that five, those five guys uh, Denmark Gurley who's gonna be on the roster and who do you who do you expect not to be on the roster? You know it's an interesting conversation. I don't think Tory Gurley uh, is gonna be in the lineup to be honest with you, which I think is a bit surprising to people given uh, you know his his height is at six four six five depending on what website you check out. But um, he's uh, he probably will be the odd man out. Uh, Darwin Adams is back in. He's had a, you know he's had a pretty credible two games. Um, since returning from a collarbone issue, he's got, he's got three touchdowns, uh, has racked up a, a ton of receptions and yards in, in those last two games against Ottawa. Interesting move on the Canadian side. Roy Kohler, it looks like he'll come out. 
uh, and Julian Fiore Godino will be in. Uh, the the uh, I call them the twins and Ryan Smith and, and Weston Dressler. Uh, they'll be in the group. Um, and it looks like Clarence Denmark, uh, a guy who who had missed last week uh, due to an upper body injury and was kind of a question mark heading into this week only because he's kind of gotten the raw end of the, of the deal. I mean, he was released before the start of the year only to come back after week six and has a career high eight touchdowns uh, leading this team in, in 10 games. And, and I thought it would be a weird situation if, if he didn't uh, figure into that group and then they took out, uh, they put Tory Gurley in instead. But uh, judging from practice this week, it looks like it's going to be Denmark Smith, Dressler, Adams, and uh, uh, Fiola Godino. And then I'm sure uh, Tory Grill will come in and out of there. We'll see how they look the lineup, but uh, there's potential there for sure. Uh, why why Colder? Is Colder an injury for Colder, or, or did they don't beat him out? You know, I, I think it's more a situation of, you know, go with the guys that got us here. Obviously, you know, Tory Gurley comes in, um, you know, after being released by Toronto, has only been here for a few weeks, has only played really in two games. Uh, and I, you know, I, it's it's an interesting one. I'm not sure why you wouldn't want to put the size in there. Uh, you know, a guy is obviously a proven receiver in this league, having tied or led. I forget last season with the Toronto Argonauts and receiving touchdowns with 10. So it's a little bit of a question mark. But they just, I think they look around that receivers group and they can't think of a guy that they want to sit down for what's been, you know, a successful season for them. And it almost seems like a reward, if anything, for the other guys. But uh, uh, well, again, Michael Shea is notorious for kind of waiting till the last minute to release that info. So we'll see. You know what, Jeff? If uh, if Tory Gurley just gets sat down gets that down today uh look out for him yelling and screaming at michael shea he's got a pass of that <laughs> yeah you know what he's got a pass with yelling at guys michael shea's kind of you know <laughs> as, as calm as he's been this season he's got one of those things where i don't know if you want to cross him and you know nope. Tory Gurley, to his credit has been nothing but great so you know with, with with the whole team aspect and you know i think when you you say you're humbled after an experience like like the toronto one is you know if an incident like that does happen i i don't think it's uh going to look too good on you moving forward. Davis was alluding to the fact that some of the offensive matchups, but the Lions boast a lot of firepower based on the firepower that they have. I know Winnipeg won the home-and-home series late in the season, but is there a concern that Winnipeg may not have the horses to keep up if BC starts scoring at will? Certainly. I mean, it's one of those things where this team's lived and died off the um, off the turnovers. And if you do look at those games, Jonathan Jennings doesn't make a ton of mistakes, but he seemed to make a, quite a few against the Bombers in those two games, particularly the game BC plays where um, if, you, if you'd watch that game, the Bombers won by, I believe, a field goal at the end. Uh, but it took a lot of bizarre uh, play playmaking by by DC, who pretty much was the definition of shooting themselves in the foot. Jonathan Jennings tried a um, you know a cross body ha- uh, hail mary to the other side of the field, which was easily picked off by by Kevin Fogg, and he returned it almost back um, for a touchdown. And then at the end, with the game tied, Chris Rainey returned the ball and ran into his own player and ended up fumbling the ball. And the uh, and again, the Bombers went down and scored. So it was. You know, there is that worry. I mean, there, there's a ton of weapons on that on that Lions team, both on the ground and in in the air. And Jennings been one of the most exciting quarterbacks to watch this season. That's definitely been a focus for the Bombers. They know they can't trail. They know they got to play their best football. They can't put themselves into a situation, particularly on the road where they're chasing the game. Uh, they've been able to recover from those, um, but I don't know if that's 
uh, it, it, I think it's all changed in the playoffs, and, and certainly it's putting that best foot forward. And not to get too cliche, but this team does need to play their best football uh, in order to be the, a very good BC Lions team. How much does experience factor in here? This is O'Shea's first game as a head coach in the playoffs, Matt Nichols' first game. I know there's guys like Dressler and Harris who played in the playoffs before, but um, this is a relatively inexperienced team when it comes to the playoffs. How much does that count for in your mind? Yeah, it's an article I wrote earlier this week and I think is a big focus here. I mean, they have a handful of guys that have won great cups and Andrew Harris in 2011. Uh, Stanley Bryant won one with Calgary in 2014, but there's only a handful of guys, Wesson Dressler, as you said. Uh, so they do have that kind of experience there, but they don't have an overwhelming experience as an organization. And, and you wonder from particularly a coaching perspective, obviously coaching um, is a big part of football. It's constantly being um, manipulated and changing within the, in the game. And, and you have a guy like uh, Michael Shea, who's going to be playing as your know, coach, head coach's first playoff game ever. And you have Wally Buono on the other side who has 37 playoff wins and, and uh, five great cups. Uh, in nine appearances. So, I mean, I, you got to give the edge to BC. I think it's going to have a factor. If you talk to some of those guys who, who have been there, uh, you know, they do talk about, you know, having kind of that hunger, uh, not being there and, and kind of staying hungry. Uh, I guess they're, it's hard to think that a professional athlete who gets paid to do this can, can become complacent at times. But maybe if you've been there, done that, maybe that does kind of urge in a little bit. Whereas if you can constantly stay hungry and, and not from that lack of experience and just kind of enjoy the ride, they see that as an advantage. But you have to think, uh, you know, for, for a team that has more experience, it's certainly going to have the edge. But, you know, as we've seen, I think that really comes in preparation. This team seems really focused on their preparation, happy with what they've been doing this week. They've been putting it in um, a little extra this week, too, heading to this game. So, uh, like I said, I think there is an edge there for BC, but – uh, anything can happen on any given Sunday, and uh, it's really going to be the team that shows up on that day. Hey, Jeff, listen, appreciate the insight. Uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to catching up with you as well this weekend in Vancouver. And Davis says that uh, chicken wings on you this Sunday. Absolutely. <laughs> where, do we find, Thanks for where, where do we find you on social media, Jeff? Uh, at Jeff K. Hamilton. Thanks for joining us, bud. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. See you soon. That is Jeff Hamilton from the Winnipeg Free Press joining us uh, with a bomber's perspective looking ahead to Sunday's tilt. Look, this is something that health is is just as important as anything. And, you know, if you're, if you're on a roll, if you're winning games or whatever they may be, uh, this is a relatively healthy team outside of Kevin Fogg, as he alluded to, but Kevin Fogg has kind of slipped in sort of the pecking order, which is which tells you just how deep that bomber secondary is because, you know, I think there was a point that we were talking about one of the best defensive players of the season and just in terms of what he was offering, a rookie of the year candidate, you know, getting beat out in his own team, but yeah. he could he could easily be one of the two, three, two, four, five top rookies in the Canadian Football League this season. And Kevin Fogg, but yeah. there's been the emergence of T.J. Heath. Yeah, we, I mean, we talked about yeah, we talked about Fogg earlier in the year as a as a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year and Rookie of the Year, and then and, and and it looked like he was beaten out by beaten out by by T.J. Heath, who, who came over from Toronto. As you know, it seemed like some depth for for this, and he ended up. He ended up eventually beating him out. It looks like Fogg's not going to be in the game, uh, like you mentioned. Uh, and, and on special teams, he's dangerous and also as an extra defensive back. So that they, that will hurt them as much. Even if he's not starting, that will hurt the Blue Bombers' uh, defense especially and, and, and their special teams. Can we just have a little sidetrack conversation and, and point out how bad that Drew Willie deal now looks still, again with T.J. Heath being named again? another a Western oh All-Star gosh. now? Just to, just to pour salt in the wounds, you go ahead and make T.J. Heath an all-star. I mean, <laughs> goodness gracious. Yeah. You didn't just trade away a 
good, a very good halfback, which is, as we know, they're extremely hard to find and give up your first round Canadian pick. And, and go ahead and make the guy an all-star. Oh, and a fourth-round pick or yeah, a third-round right. pick. And make this guy, you know, this, this halfback that we already said is hard to come by. Now he's not an all-star halfback, but are really, that's, which are really hard to come by. For a guy that in all likelihood would have been, could have been cut at the end of the season. So, uh, anyway, yeah. it's, it's, it's a different story, but it just speaks, it speaks, to the, it speaks to the depth. A receiving core, that's, this is an area that – this is the one area I look at. In, BC can hit home runs. And there is no more explosive a home run team than BC. I don't know if Winnipeg can match up. They've scored 30-plus in both games in that home-and-home home series, right. but they capitalize on yeah. turnovers. It, sound, it sounds like Tory Gurley is not going to be in the game. Yeah. And Tory Gurley is, is a, a big play guy. And he was starting to emerge as a big play yeah, guy a little bit. he's a big bit. play guy, but I, I don't know if he's, a, he's the best, you know, he's the most polished receiver. They have some guys there who, who do some other things. I mean, Darvin Adams, he – He's a guy who also has big play capabilities. He came back in the last couple of games, and, and I think he had three touchdowns in the last two games. And, and, and then we talk about uh, we talk about obviously the Wessler, Weston Dressler and Ryan Smith. And that, these guys are guys who haven't had the production that, that was expected from them this year. Uh, you know, fair enough. Uh, some injuries have occurred, which, which you can never count on. But but uh, you know they got to come up and step up. They they brought them over here for a reason. They paid them big money for a reason. And they're expected to perform at times like this. And, uh, you know, if these guys don't have a big game, I believe that at least one of those guys doesn't have 100 or maybe two of them. They probably combined got to go for about 150 for the two of them, for them to even have a chance to go up against the Lions. Because I can promise you Burnham and Arsenal are going to have 100 each. Well, and this is and, and this to me, when you look at the numbers, you know, this, we talk about this a lot. It's been, it, it's been Winnipeg's story all season, the turnover battle. They, they've won it in, in, in an overwhelming fashion. Plus 29 this year, their turnover ratio. They find ways to get a hold of the football. They capitalize. There's no more an opportunistic team in football than the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Jonathan Jennings threw five interceptions in that home-and-home -home series with the Bombers. Five picks, all right? And Winnipeg wins both those games by a combined total of five points. They had everything go their way opportunistically. Trick plays, Trick plays went their way. Yeah. Chris Rainey with a fumble. Chris Rainey with a missed run, missed run late yeah. in the game. Yeah. It's, I mean, everything went their way. And you know what? And five, and five points in two games, that, and, all that being said. And this is where I see, like, it's hard to see it happening again because on paper, and this is why they ultimately play the game. I get that. But when I look at talent, BC is far and away the more talented football team. Am I like? Yeah, am I not right no, on that? No, 100%. I mean, yeah, 100%. Manny, Burnham, 100%. Sinkfield, Jennings, Rainey. I mean, the list goes on and on. And then you can throw in Solomon Elamimian, Adam Big. I mean, the but, list okay, goes James, on. That's Bazzi, fine. That's know? fine. That's fine, James. But at the end of the day, this team, the Winnipeg team, is seven and two on the road this season. They've they've got they find ways to get it done. We know about the turnovers. Okay, that's fine. And, and I'll agree with you, talent-wise. I don't think they're as good as BC. But I will argue that Matt Nichols has more experience in the CFL as a whole. Their, their playoff experience is the same, but as as a whole, he has more experience in the league. I would I would venture to guess he's uh, he reads the defense better uh, because of this, and more of a cerebral player at this point in time. I I venture to guess he's got more experience in big in big games, and I, I feel like that may be an edge. They call him Matty Ice. I don't know if it's because he has ice in his veins or they're copying the Atlanta Falcons Matt Ryan. Uh, but that being said, he 
his teammates believe in him. He's calm under pressure. He, he never looks like it's ever too big for him. And I think he, he could be an X factor in this game and, and be a difference maker. He's playing outstanding football uh, this last, you know, he doesn't make season. mistakes. He doesn't make mistakes. Jennings has proved to make mistakes, and and, no. and that would be the way they could win the game. I agree with you. I think the, I think the Lions will. I think the Lions will should prevail in this game. But I, they have. I think the Bombers have a legit legit chance. I think it's going to be a good football game. No, there's no there there's no doubt that the Bombers have a legit chance. And in fact, the Bombers should have all the confidence of the world going into this game, having won back to back games. In fact, they were in here in Vancouver last month where they were down by 10 points with three minutes to go and walked away with a three-point victory. Again, BC shooting themselves in the foot. And again, to that point where BC is prone to the turnover from time to time offensively, and there is no more opportunistic a team, as we touched on, as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That being said, yep. three times lucky? I don't know if I'm buying it. And if, we if, we, if we're going to take a look at our CFL pickums right now, I'll tell you what. I, based on what I've seen, I, I think BC, to me, talent wins out in this one. Experience counts for something as well. This is a Winnipeg team that is playing for the first time in five years in a CFL playoff game. I get that there's a lot of guys that they've had from around the teams. Andrew Harris, obviously, is a champion from his time in BC. Weston Dressler's got a ton of big game experience. But to me, I look at what the Lions have with a veteran coach like Wally Buono. I love what Mike O'Shea's done this season. I think Mike O'Shea should have been a finalist for the coach of the year, and that's not taking anything away from Rick Campbell, from, from, the, from Dave Dickinson. Oh, and Dave, that's right. I mean, with all due respect to Rick Campbell, I, I think just the East-West situation is extremely yeah. flawed in Mike's a lot done, of Mike's scenarios Mike's done a great year. job. Mike's Mike, done a great job. Mike's done a phenomenal yeah. job this year. And Kyle Walters as well, but it's, we're, talking, Kyle, we're, but talking we're, we're talking from a coaching standpoint. Now, here's the old Sabalskiism. Yeah. The devil you they know. Go with the devil you know. Go with the devil you know. And I, I think in this case, I think talent wins out in this one. I think the Lions get it done this Sunday. Yeah, I, I, my pick is the Lions as well. It's. Uh, We're gonna say you're going on about yeah. Winnipeg. Well, because I, I think they have a chance. I think that people. Think <laughs> they totally have a chance. I mean, but basically, we you just, can flip we a coin do, in a lot of ways. Just doom them out, talking about how they don't have any weapons and and how good the Lions are, and they got in two games, they won by three points, they had 19,000 turnovers, and we just doomed and gloomed them, and then picked but BC. But that's how but, they roll. But that's how they exactly. roll, right? So they, they, you know what? I, I always say this. Teams who find a way to win, those are the teams I'm scared of, and those are the teams who get it done, because not everything's going to go right for you all the time. If you can find a way to win uh, when things aren't going well, and just in different ways, whether it's special teams, defense, turnovers, whatever it may be, find ways to win. That's what good teams do. That's what Calgary. That's what if you look at Calgary, that's what they do. They find ways to win. They they lost. I think it was the other day. They, uh, I think it was four four weeks left. Week sixteen, I believe. They lost a game or they lost a turnover battle minus minus three in a turnover battle. Mm -hmm. It's like four to one in turnovers, and they won a game by eighteen points. Like. That's unheard. Of. You could pull up a thousand games and never find that, but that's because they find other ways to get it done when other things aren't working. So yeah. you'd hope that Winnipeg to keep the game close and for it to be a good game. If they don't win the turnover battle, which is my, our key, both of our keys to for them winning this game. But if they don't do that, they got to do other things spectacularly, like return return a kick for a touchdown, mm -hmm. block a punt for a touchdown. Yep. If they don't win the turnover battle and they don't win the special teams battle, zero zilch. Not a chance. And I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this from a Winnipeg standpoint. If it's tight, you look at special teams, Justin Medlock, yeah. we're talking about the most automatic guy. 
and you know, Michael Shea, a and, lifetime special team guy and totally. coach, and 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 yeah. and we you, give the edge to special teams on them for, sh- for uh, sure. Uh, hands down, yeah. hands down, and and that's and that's and factor, and that's knowing that Chris Rainey's returning kicks for sure. uh, you know for for BC, who's been Mr. Electricity this season. But you know, Justin Medlock, where the Lions have gone to the point where they brought in Paul McCallum, and you know, talking to Paul the, the other day, you know, Paul's Paul's saying he's hitting up to 53 right now. Now, I don't think he's necessarily, I don't think they're necessarily talking about him. You know, I don't think they want Paul McCallum off of a trying boat, to hit. Off of a boat with a downwind? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Paul. But, uh, it, it, you know, I, they're not looking at him hitting right. from north of 45. Right. I think they're, nope. they, they, want, they want the chip shots for him where here's a settled guy who can handle the playing experience, can handle the big game and the pressure. And that guy can settle the team down and be an automatic with Wally trusting yep. him. I think bottom line in this one, this can go either way. I like the Lions, but I'm not surprised at all if the Bombers win this one. I'm just going to go with BC on this one. It's a pick, but you can really flip a coin in a lot of ways based on the numbers, based on the trends this season. Yeah, no no coin flipping on this side. I got the Lions to win this one. Uh, I, I think, I wouldn't say handily, but I think they'll they'll win the game by... Uh, at least a touchdown. It's it's just the fact of if if the Bombers don't have the success on the special teams uh, and, and, and turnovers, they have no they, they don't have any chance. So you have to you have to say those things will be somewhat equal. And in that that being said, I like the Lions. Uh, Lions plus a touchdown. Minus a touchdown. But that being said, as Dwayne Casey, the Raptors head coach, has long said to me many 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 times, if James, it, get if out of my house. That too. If it's and butts were candy and nuts we'd all have a merry christmas oh we used to say if a fifth was a fifth we'd all be faded okay that too that, that's i like Dwayne casey's probably better okay yeah, okay hey don't forget to sign up on cfl pick them uh it's on cfl.ca it's free and you can have your chance by simply knowing what you know pick a winner and you can have a chance to win season tickets for a year for the team of your choice not too shabby at all uh cfl pick them uh, you can find it on cfl.ca. You can even join our group, The Waggle. Not too late. Just simply step up and join in. He's Davis Sanchez. I'm James Sabalski, and The Waggle is about to be renamed The Manny Show. Lions receiver, Manny Arsenault. How you doing? Thanks so much for doing this. Um, you're kind of a fun personality. and, and I think... let Manny take over our show. It's not his show. This is The Waggle, man. How's it The Manny Show? Why, why, I mean, what's going on here? I mean, he's a guest. He can't we're not change the name of our show just because Manny's here. Manny, what do you say to that? Hey. Now nah, we're going to leave it as the Manny Show. <laughs> Waggle part two. There we go. All right. We, 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 we work together. All right. All right. Uh, where, where, does your, where does the personality come from? Is there somebody in the family you get it from? It's like, oh, wow, you're just like your dad. You're just like your mom. Just like your uncle. Who who, who are you from? Man, my, my mom. It would have to be my mom, Sanja Arsenault. Then it goes back to my grandpa. But we got a family full of characters where you'll be like, man, it's crazy how silly everybody is like and, and that's just i guess it's just an arsenal thing where everybody just clowns and characters so what, what's christmas dinner like that hey, it's just jokes man it's jokes and um you I chirp everybody it. or just telling jokes it comes from everywhere and, and the thing about it is when you bring visitors over you wouldn't expect my mom or my auntie or cousin like they don't save nobody so if it's something <laughs> they're gonna talk about they're gonna talk about you in front of your face so it just runs in the family for example 
Hey, um, hey, I say since I brought some little honey over to visit, <laughs> my cousin would be like, hey, is that a real hair? I wish she's going through my lashes. But I'm like, Shay, she's standing right next to me. Oh, my bad, cuz. Hey, <laughs> you never know what might come out of mouth. But so, yeah. do you, now do you give, now would you give, would you give her a warning or would you give a, a friend or, or that special someone a warning or you just say, buyer beware? Nah, Pulling up, I say, look, now get out your feelings. Look, hey, don't take anything personal. And that's that. Yeah. yeah. We, we kid because we love, right? Yeah, yeah, don't take anything personal. You're going to be upset the whole night. Davis, talk to me about uh, from, a, from a DB standpoint. I mean, matching up against a guy like that, is, I mean, does it scream trouble or would you relish the sort of matchup against a personality like that? Because you were kind of a guy who liked to talk and, and be a little bit of a character yourself. Yeah, I think as a, as a Lining up with Manny or against him, it's a, it's a fun thing because you know Manny's gonna he's gonna bring the best out of you. He's gonna talk trash to you. He's gonna uh, and you know other guys will do the same back. I'm sure Manny likes enjoys playing against other guys who chirp him back. And you know it depends. Some guys don't talk. And and a DB doesn't mean a guy doesn't compete if he doesn't talk. There's a lot of DBs who I'm sure Manny can attest to that he'll talk to and they won't respond. Doesn't mean they're not players. That's just not in their game. But uh, I used to enjoy. We didn't really talk. Manny was a rookie when I played against him. And, yeah. But I talked with we talked in practice quite a bit the next year. Yeah, yeah, I had but, to earn yeah. some strikes, but what's crazy is I had my whole offseason catered to taking Sanchez out because um, Casey <laughs> threw me under, and he undercut me and flipped me, and I was like, man, this 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 little crook in my neck didn't come out till February. And I say, the next time I line up against Sanchez, I'm going to blow his head off and look at the offseason sign, and he was my teammate. But um, for some reason, every DB talked trash to me. I don't know what it is or what's going on, but everybody has something to say. But what's crazy is I talk trash to linebackers and the D linemen all game, especially during TV timeouts. But I haven't ran across a quiet guy. Somebody going to find something to say to me even when I don't get the ball. It's just really? something about, I don't, know, I don't know what it is about me. Burn them, catch a ball, they come cuss me out. I'd be like, <laughs> you worry about him, not me. Who are, the, nah. who, who, are the, who are the most relentless? Oh, they talk crazy. Samani talk crazy. Um, you know, Chris Randall going to say something. Heath going to say something. Everybody in Calgary, Josh Bell. Uh, everybody have it for me because they thing was, you know, last year I post you on Twitter with a stiff arm and a heartbeat. So they thing is, hey, the Manny show is canceled. It's not showing on pay-per-view, and it's on basic cable. So they hit me with all kind of stuff. But I'll be like, you need to worry about these other people, these other channels, Channel 16, Channel 1, Channel 87, Marco, like Sink, and like Burnham. And like them. They worry like about it. 84. But hey. Worry about the whole cable is. package. Look, they got to. It is what it is. But nah, it just be fun, man. But nah, that just really help you bring your game because I hope I catch somebody tiptoeing or slipping because that's my opportunity to embarrass them. So knowing guys get up for me, I got to come correct as well. Do you regard yourself as the best receiver in the CFL? In my head, I think I'm the best receiver. When it comes to run, catching, and blocking, I put myself in that category as the best, and I'm going to think I'm the best. That's why statistically that's what I chase to be the best in the CFL because, you know, a lot of guys go off of numbers, but when you look at overall game and production and what can be done, I think I'm one of the best where I'm just not a pass catcher. You can put on film what he do in the run game. You can put on film what do he do when he's not getting the ball. You can put on film how does he practice. And just throughout the community, different things they do. Um, it's, I'm not just limited to, hey, man, he go run a go ball. Um, I feel my game has improved overall in the pass game and in the run game. You're definitely, your strength is definitely going up and getting the ball competing. Even if you're covered, uh, you still seem to come up with big catches. And, and 
competing. I think that's, if anyone watches Man U Arsenal play football over the last X amount of years, it's your compete level. You don't back down from anything. You compete every day. Um, is that something you've always done when you were, since you were a kid? And what did you play in high school? What position did you play? I was kicker in the bench. Um, I really didn't get my opportunity to my senior year. They told me I was too small. Who was your coach? I want to give him uh, a call. Get coach, a... coach Emile Celestine. Celestine, we're coming hey, after look, you. I got my first opportunity with Jules Sullen, where I played my senior year, but ended up breaking my arm. So I ended up playing like four or five games. I played free safety. Um, I was a defensive guy. And when I got hurt, they moved me to the receiver. And that's when I had an opportunity at um, the sign a scholarship to Alcorn State. But we had an Just from playing four or five games in yeah, your senior year? Yeah, because I, I broke my wrist. Mm -hmm. And all I ran was go ball. So they figured, hey, this guy can run. We'll put him on offense and not have him play safety on D. But um, when I got there, we had an old school coach, man. And he was strict. No earrings, no music, no cell phone. And it was just all about work ethic. And that's just one thing I kept. And after my year in the CFL, working with Coach George Stewart in Minnesota with the Vikings, it's just one thing they preach was always gain a blade of grass, and one day you're going to have a pile. So they mean, hey, bring your hard hat and your lunch pail every day you show up because football is about next man in. And I had an opportunity, you know, to be that next guy that was the next man in, but you can't take any days for granted in football because somebody somewhere in the U.S. or Canada working out right now to take my spot. So as an Alcorn State guy, I mean, but you got you got a shot. You got a chance to play in the NFL. You had three different opportunities where you, but you actually played with, with Minnesota. What was what was that what was that experience like? It was awesome because my first game active was against the Saints. <laughs> so I was able to play against the home team. Everybody back home was able to watch. I actually had to catch that game along with playing on special teams. But um, you know, it, it it was good. You know, I went to Canada then the NFL. So just being in the locker room with guys I watched on TV from McNabb to the other guys, Adrian Peterson, different folks that came in and out. Um, it, it, it was a great feeling, and I wish timing would have been on my side, but you know how it is. Politics and things play its role, but um, I was happy. To what do you mean by that? Politics, um, just timing. Um, you know, you might go to an organization that's a draft pick organization. So if they drafted you, you might have your guarantee two, three years before they say, you know what, we're going to move on without this guy. And um, Minnesota was one of those type of organizations because um, the guys that was in front of me was gone as soon as I left. But um, I was thankful for the opportunity they gave me, the chance to get some film. Then when I went to the Redskins, you know, it was the numbers games there. Then when I got to the Jets, that was just for off-season training. Then they got a new GM. But I was more than happy to come back to BC because after that, my thing was, look, I'm going to hang up the cleats and let me just go back to school and work on a master's degree. And then I just told my agent, Barty, look, I just want to play football. And my thing is having fun. And, you know, BC welcomed me back with open arms. Now, Davis, you can speak to the, the experience in the NFL. I've played a couple seasons in San Diego. It, it really is necess not necessarily about being the most talented. Sometimes it's, it's opportunity, right place, right time, isn't it? Well, me and Manny had similar paths because I, I as, as well, I started off in the CFL, played, played two years in Montreal, and then went to the NFL for a couple of years. So, you know, had, and then coming back. So I guess, you know, what I can say about that situation is you have, once you've been in Canada, then you go to the NFL, you have a different perspective. You've already played pro football, right. so you have that perspective, but you haven't been to the, to the NFL. And then coming back here, I think for you especially, um, you've carved out such a great career since you've come back. But you've, because you've already had the NFL in you, 
you're content, you're happy to be here, you want to be in BC. And I, I think you've made a home here and a career here right. in the CFL, and you're comfortable with it because you've already been to the NFL. Is that somewhat the case? That is the case. And what I tell young guys now that come up, I was like, look, enjoy the job you have now rather than worrying about the one you don't. Because if you start worrying about thinking about going to the NFL, your production going to actually go down because you're going to be pressing, pressing. And I tell guys now, everybody Facebook me, guys that's in the NFL, played five, six, seven years active, done, done work. And I just just tell them, look, if you're coming up here to Canada and you can look at it as a it's a league of opportunity for young guys that need film to get to the NFL and guys that was in the NFL for years but never really played, hey, you could come out here and just whatever left in the tank, hey, let it go and let it out and you can make it a career. And that's what it kind of fell in for me because guys still every day, hey, man, you trying to go back down south? Hey, man, you trying to do this? I was like, look, I'm just trying to play football and take care of the job I have now because I can't be playing for the BC Lions thinking about, hey, man, will the Saints work me out? Man, hey, I want to do this or that because you're really not as good as you think you are. And I think that's what a lot of athletes really can't face because they you can do one thing and you think a certain thing but that's really not the realistic side to everything so it's really just playing your cards right and just living in the moment other than suiting up every day saying yeah man i'm gonna get back to the league i'm gonna go to the league and that opportunity never come now you then wasted the one you had here so you with no league i i'm always wondered i love asking this question to all the guys that you know american players that find their way up here to canada Especially a guy who, you know, you're a Saints fan growing up, so you're, 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 down, you're down south. Right. What did you know about Canada before you got here? Oh, I'm not going to even lie to you. I, I couldn't even tell you where Canada was. So <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah, I really couldn't tell you. And it's funny, when I talk to homeboys now, they be like, hey, bro, I'm going to come see you play. You still overseas? And I don't even reply. Because one, I know they don't have a passport. And two, Canada isn't overseas. But I just figured, you know what? It's up there where it's cold. And that's, yeah, that's about Did it. Did you know anything like besides, like, well, I don't even man, think Drake was on the radar look, at that point. Look, I didn't know anything. I was like, man, it must be cold up there in Canada. But it's funny that I still get, hey, man, you still playing ball overseas? Overseas. And I, I don't even reply. I just look. They see the message say seen in red. I don't even reply to it because I'll be like, one. When you figure out where it's located at on the map, then you can ask me that. But it just be funny. But um, I think a lot of people, the Canadian game has picked up tons, man, due to the transition of guys back and forth. And with the ESPN, too, and the different things they've done with television. A lot of, I got a kid now, um, a parent now that asks, man, can we get a CFL package? They say they have every other sport. We need a CFL package for the USA. So I was like, hey, maybe that can come. So just about about uh, this matchup here, what's uh, talking about talk about their defensive backs? Obviously, they've been opportunistic. Uh, they have they have uh, four of the top six interceptors in the league are all on the bombers. The bomb squad. And they <laughs> they had they had beat you guys twice, uh, and they have the most takeaways in the CFL. Uh, what is why they have so much success and. And how do you guys combat that this week? Hey, um, them guys real stingy in that back end. And, you know, they got that Dion mindset. Everybody want to be a playmaker. I guess they call themselves the no-fly zone. But, you know, it, um, it starts up front for them with any defense. If the guys up front can handle business and your defensive coordinator give you a scheme that can confuse a quarterback, you know, success and favor fall in your hands. But um, they are very good at um, using momentum and thriving off of that. And I've seen a few games. If they don't have the momentum, 
you wouldn't even think that's the no-fly zone secondary. But when the momentum coming, hey, they come. Like, they come in bundles. And, and that's one thing they've been good at that um, I'm going to give credit when credit is due is the fact when they get an opportunity to get a turnover, whether it's a strip, fumble, interception, that's one thing that they flourish off of all season long. Do you, do you shake your head at how things played out with them in that home-and-home -home series where they win those two games? Jonathan throws five interceptions in those two games combined, and they win by a total of five points in, those, in that home-and-home -home series in Winnipeg and here in Vancouver. I mean, do you kind of look at what happened and say, how do, like, how do we let that get away? Or, but at the same time, that's kind of their bread and butter, how they win those games. Right, exactly. And you look at it on film, you're like, listen, we can't even be mad. Everything that can go wrong went wrong, and we were supposed to lose that game. But we were still in a position to win both times. So you figure, you know, hey, statistics aren't right when they talk about turnovers because we didn't have the lead going into the last two, three minutes of both of those games. But if we just come out, play error-free ball, man, and guys just have fun, fly around, stay physical, man, you know, Sunday, it, it should be what we want it to be, and, and, and everything should be in our favor. But as long as we play BC Lions football, and that's us not having the turnovers and late miscues in the fourth quarter that put us in the bind and put us behind the eight ball. Manny, I appreciate you uh, taking some time with the Manny show here uh, on the Waggle. We, we can go back to being the Waggle after After, after Manny that, leaves. After All right, so it's the Manny show for today. Uh, out of respect for the OG, Manny Arsenal, and uh, back, to, back to the Waggle next week. Back to the Waggle. Is that okay, Manny? Oh, yeah, that's fine. You right can, there, look. I'm just glad y'all had me on the show. You can come back and visit us anytime, though, right? Yeah, I'm going to have to come back. We're gonna, and based on and based on all the cuisine uh, posts that we've seen on Twitter over the past season, uh, oxtail and... Uh, rice and all that good stuff maybe we'll have to go and uh, have a nice cuisine meal or something like that over uh, the next edition of the waggle right yeah we got you know what gelato on me at bella gelatier over at marina side i'm gonna treat y'all to some gelato my guy james take That's care my neighbor you're in my neighborhood right hey. there That's my neighborhood. <laughs> i like Come ice cream by. can you eat ice cream no, I'm not a big ice cream guy. Ice cream is gelato. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Itali it's Italian ice cream. Come on, man. Don't discriminate. Manny Arsenal from the BC Lions joining us here on The Wagon.